This is In the Dirt with a Sodu. This is how you have a conversation at the NADA show. Come on. You all are friends at True Car, know how to do it right. Alan, thanks for joining us. Matt Jones, thanks for joining us again. Always fun to have you here. Absolutely. And uh, just hope we lay back a little bit and talk about what we see. You all have a unique perspective on the industry um, that a lot of us don't have. So how we can share some of those perspectives to help dealers make some better decisions. So thanks for being here with us. Absolutely. Pleasure. Alan, why don't you? You've been in the business a little bit longer than me. Why don't you start? Just an introduction or what yeah. do you want to hit yeah. them with Who it? are you hit and what it. do you do? Yeah, I head up business development for, for True Car. Uh, I've been in this business all of my adult life. I started in a dealership and I, I'll tell you how long ago it's been. I sold Geos, brand new Geos. Geo Metro. That's right. Ah, Those are the cars ah, you look like you can flip you it can over. Flip them. Matt, I, I, I want to see Matt get I, in a Geo you Metro. Would, I just squat a Geo. He would squat it. He wouldn't get in it. He'd just be like, I'm not getting in that. He'd one. get in it, punch right. his feet through the floor, and then pick it up. Fred Flintstone style. Look, trying to be effective with money. There you go. So I, I, I sold it. new and used. I did F&I and aftermarket. And then I got into the finance end of it. Worked in, uh, in non-prime auto finance for a number of years. And, and ultimately found myself at TrueCar. And I feel where we are in the, in the industry, it's such an interesting time. It's just, we've seen so much change. And uh, just in the last three or four years, then lots of people might see in their entire career. So it's just real exciting. Isn't that wild? I mean, you like for you being in the industry 30 plus years saying, I've seen a lot of change. I mean, you went through recessions and you've been through all of it. And just to say like the last three or four years has been a ton of change. That's, that's a big statement, I feel like. It know? really is. It's really starting to accelerate. And, and I think that um, understanding where we're headed is more challenging now than it ever has been. You can't just draw the line out and see exactly where we're going to be. Yeah, that's, yeah. I've only been in the business for 20 years or 22. Right? Only. Only, right? <laughs> it's like a lifetime, but it's only 22 years. This business moves quick. Yeah. And, and I think of the, the business with all the change we're talking, it's like our industry is like in puberty. Like this is like a rough time. Like we're, we're learning, we're growing, but we're about to hit a growth spurt. You know, we had a very interesting past three years that are going to really impact the rest of our trajectory as an industry kind of like how that does as we're growing as humans i always that's like a really interesting but, metaphor because you think yeah. about it you you kind of come you grow up and you realize you kind of feel like you know who you are yes right, right right and then everything starts to change and then you're like who am i yes and then you get through that and you realize this is who i really am this is who i really am yeah and you i know, think as an industry that's where we're headed to that's so interesting because like paul and i were talking and we said like Think, think back to, let's go five, seven years ago, back in like even at NADA or at, a, at any of the, the trade shows or online, and we're talking digital retailing, we're talking attribution, we're talking, we're gonna be shut down because of autonomous driving, right. because of Dude, that was the conversation. Right? That was the conversation like and, five and years And there ago. was, there was this, and now, some of that stuff is almost like, you don't even hear it at right. the show. Right. You know, it's like it doesn't was, even exist nope. anymore. Right. The big one was, Millennials aren't going to buy cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No. Yeah, no, they, they don't, don't want the largest buying demographic. Right. Right. Major. Major car sharing. It, I wish we. I wish we could like roll back and just listen to. There was doomsday. Yeah. Being preached at NADA five years ago. What are we going to do? It's going to be about cost per mile and not about vehicle ownership. Well, you know, maybe for maybe for one and a half percent of the buyers out there, it is. But for everybody right. else, right? This is very similar. It's different, but similar to what it has been, but just more grown, more, more tools, more resources, like a person who is actually hitting their stride. And that's how I think of that change is really put it. I mean, none of us are going to say 
that online shopping is not going to be a fixture in automotive. We right. all know yeah. that it's going to be. It's, it's not, so it is a part of who we are going forward. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like these changes have been made. Yeah. I think it's an interesting time. Really looking forward to 2023 because I think we're going to get back to some normalcy that we're kind of used to. Hopefully lots of cars, hopefully lots of transactions, hopefully a lot of shopping in person online. So I'm incredibly excited about where are the future lies for H1 and H2. I think this is a really fun time. I think so too. Yeah. I So you all have a perspective because you, you get to see so much data, right? That everyone doesn't like certain dealers in regions can see what they have, right? There's a lot of conversation around first party data and seeing your own understanding your own stuff. But if you zoom out a little bit, you can see some macro trends across the country and in regions. Is there anything you can share with us about some of those things you're seeing that maybe dealers can take as a little bit of uh, as an advisement to just even start thinking about, you know, the way they're doing things? There's an emerging group of shoppers and we've seen this in our industry. We had people who came in that were price shoppers. We know how to sell them. They come in, they're payment shoppers. Well, we know how to work that type of deal. There's this new generation of shopper that indexes on the process. I'm not sure what I want to buy, ah. but I know how I want to buy it. Ah, and and they, will be, they will start making exclusions at the top of their consideration based to say, based on what options do I have? When do I need to engage? How much can I do on my own? What happens when I raise my hand and need help? Who's there to help me? And what do they want me to do? That's the, that's the, the, the thing that we're seeing em, emerge. And we see it in other verticals, right? We, we know, we, you, you see a product that you're really interested in. You see it in your feed or a friend tells you about it. But you go to Amazon and put in the name of the product. There it is. Why? Because you you a process shopper. That's, that's the, how you're that's thinking about how you put it in. If they have it, I do this. I do this. I get it. Right. Yep. Yeah. That's that's a big. That's a that's a really interesting point because um, I think what's interesting is like we went initially as an industry to uh, you know price and payment is all about whether or not I can I can like just show something to someone and so there's a lot of like technology there's a lot of efficiency involved and whether or not that happens get your price online and then we went okay now I I see that there's like a whole there's a whole nother ecosystem of a process that has to be involved but what I think is when I when I'm hearing that when I'm hearing you say this is like the closer the, the further we get from technology and we go to process, the closer we're actually getting to people, right? And it's like, not just how I wanna buy, but who I'm gonna buy from. And, you know, one of the, one of the really cool things that, that TrueCar has done recently, you kind of did this like, you know, getting into the community, giving back. And, and I think that you're uh, like a couple things that, that Matt has told us about of like getting back to the community and TrueCar actually doing that, kind of paving a road for yeah. dealers to do the same. Because I think the next step for people is probably going from, oh, that's how I want to buy to that's who I want to buy from, right? right? And, and, and in, in a space where there's 60,000 dealers, is that about right? If you talk about franchise, including and, and independence and, yeah, too, right? yeah. Yep. It really is going to come down to quite often process who's going to give it to me the way that I want and who do I want to engage with and for what reasons you know there are companies that we've all we're all consumers right everybody who's right. watching this is a consumer and all of us have chosen to do business or opt to not do business with somebody for whatever particular reason right so when we think about our own experiences as human beings and we put that into a you know a public company's experience and how we want to meet our consumers yeah we want to help people understand what we all say in the car business, people buy from people. Yep. People buy from people that they like, right? Yep. So we want to lead the charge by being out there and showing all of these different demographics that are sometimes overlooked in you know popular advertising, popular media. 
We want to make sure that they have a voice. We want to make sure that they're looked at and talked to. And hopefully, we already know that our dealers are the pillars of communities, but also more dealers will chip in and more dealers will follow suit and be just, you know, a good steward. It's not just because it's the right thing to do, but it also makes good business sense, you yeah, know? absolutely. My son played baseball in high school, and if I saw an advertisement from a dealership on my son's baseball field, well, guess where I'm probably going to put all my consideration? Absolutely. Right. So absolutely. we have to, con what is it? Love people more, more than, than you love cars. So as our company becomes more uh, comfortable with that term, we always have been, but we're looking to, um, to kind of lead the way from a, from a corporate responsibility standpoint. Yeah. People first. And that's why this process conversation is so important because it's more than numbers, it's more than price, it's more than payment. People have a way that they want to get down and if they're process driven, I think we've been tool driven. Ah. Right? Yeah. But maybe we need to start looking more. Who is the, uh, we were talking to a dealer yesterday and and he he said something and we kind of latched onto it and he says it's time for our technology to serve our process and not our process serving our technology. And that kind of like resonated with us real quick. Right. And because when you look back, you know, we were talking about NADA five years ago, but you look as technology's, you know, been on the upswing as far as its deployment in just about every step of dealership life. Kind of the, the appeal of it is that the technology is gonna fix a problem. And so plugging it in or, or getting a hammer and pounding it into a spot because, you know, like at first glance, it looks like it belongs there, yeah. but not considering what that does to the rest of the process has right. got us in this place. Like you said, like we've gone through this puberty stage and now we're trying to figure out who we really are. Yeah. And I think the conversation has always been circling back to this, back to this like, oh, the process is the closest to what the people, where the person actually is. T technology should hide the complexity and not produce I the complexity. That. And think about the things we, we buy and how we buy them. I don't know the first thing of how those packages show up at my door. Right. <laughs> You're like, they the magic Amazon Oopaloopas. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> but if you, have, if you have a trusted experience and trusted stakeholders in the experience, then as a consumer, it frees you to focus on the things that you really Absolutely. care about and what really yeah. interests you. And you don't worry about that part of it. Yeah. We have um, at our studios in Syracuse, a visual effects artist just moved to Syracuse and he, he did vi led visual effects on like Lord of the Rings and he developed the, the 3D panel technology behind the Mandalorian and all the way Disney shooting. And he came in and he talked to our group and what he said, we were, he's, he shows his highlight reel, right? And it's just like everything from like the Matrix to Lord of the Rings and all these shots. We're like, that was you, that was you. And he said this, he goes, oh, my best work is the work you've never seen. To your oh, point. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I see yeah. what you're saying there. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I see what yeah. you're saying there. Yeah. And so that really does tie in with the fact when the technology is good enough, you don't even notice it's there. Oh, that's that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I love it though. Yeah. I don't know how that process works either. When I when I need some new lotion, I said lotion because I'm feeling kind of ashy right no, now. No, everybody I mean, is. You know, at, at you know, we're, we're, right. we're getting dried out right here. Seeing a lot of chip, chap lips tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, By tomorrow, no, it's over. But yeah, it's the process that makes me, that, that drives me. It's not that I don't necessarily want to go to Vons, right? It's not that I don't want to do this, but I like the process. And there's other online vent, but I like the process and I don't, yeah, it's just there and it's, uh, it's invisible. Yeah. I like that a lot. So uh, just like, do me a favor, encourage some dealers. What, what, what would you encourage people with in this next year? Because all of this, like 
change and change has been happening and like you've been on the franchise side and the and the 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 vendor side and the partner side what do you like what are you charging dealers with this is going to sound crazy in the light of that have the courage to doubt yourself have the courage right someone put that on a shirt (laughs) y'all have the courage to consider that everything that you've accumulated (laughs) up to this point someone say a thing might be no longer valid yeah wow as 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 the situation changes as our industry evolves things that we believe i'll tell you real quick story and I'll date stories. myself again. I sold. I'm, at this point, I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I sold. I, I sold uh, Chevys and Geos and, and Hyundai's at my first dealership, and we used to get program cars from the rental car companies. We got a big shipment of Chevy Corsicas. Again, this was back in the day. I love this. Bring me all. I could actually smell what a Corsica smells <laughs> yes. like right now. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you know exactly what I mean. So I get a phone up. And the guy says, hey, I was driving past the lot. I saw this gray green one. And a, what, what can I buy that car for? And I'm Greenpeace salesperson. I'm two months in the business. I get all excited. I put the phone down. I run over to the tower. I'm like, I think this guy's really interested. He's on the Corsica out there on the point, And he wants to know what he can buy it for. My sales manager looks down his glasses. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Like this. We don't give out prices over the phone. If he wants to buy the car, he can come down here. And I'll tell him what he can buy it for. He would not recognize our business right now. But what he knew at that time, so we don't sell cars over the phone. That yeah. was an article of faith yes. at that time. Yep. Right. So here's the thing. What are the things that the four of us believe are articles of faith right now? Whoa. That a year from now, we're going to look back and, and, and say to us, man, you remember when we thought <laughs> millennials weren't going to buy cars? You doubt yourself. <laughs> he gone. <laughs> He's gone. It's too much for one. It's too much. Too much for too one. Too much for yeah. one 15 minute setting. Man, Alan. Hey, don't Matt. look at me. There's nothing I'm going to say after that. I saw that. you like winding up and be like, nah. No, 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 no. That's it. That's what, it. Yeah, what are we going to put a bow no, on that? Nothing. Man, that, it's just been fun. Nothing. Have the courage to doubt yourself. I can't I can't wrap that any better. Alan, Matt, thanks for hanging out with us. Oh, and, this uh, has been great, guys. guys. I really space. appreciate that. You guys are rockstar. Thank you for everything that you're doing and thank you for the time here. Thank you for listening to In the Dirt with a Sodu. We love the automotive industry and the people who make it run day in and day out. We would love to connect with you more through our Daily Dose of Fun, a free email that you can sign up for at asotu.com. That's A-S-O-T-U dot We put our heart and soul into it every day. Thanks again for listening. Join us next time for more conversations in the dirt with Asotu.